I'm Bill Morris with Habitat Magazine, and with me today is Fred Rudd, the president of Rudd Realty. And Fred, a lot of your buildings, I'm guessing, are worried about, a lot of your boards are worried about Local Law 97. It seems to be the topic du jour. Tell me a story about how one of your buildings is tackling the the challenge of reducing their carbon emissions enough to comply with this upcoming law. Sure. I'm going to talk today about St. James Condominium, which is a 32-story building located near Sutton Place in Manhattan. And the building faced a serious Local Law 97 penalty for failure to meet carbon footprint requirements. And we started working closely with a building engineer, Ralph Germain, who designed a system for this building, which removed two 41-year-old boilers, installed a new Scotch Marine boiler that was one-third the size of those two boilers combined. And we also installed a separate electric boiler to handle the electrical heat and hot water requirements for the top of the building. And we're now installing a cogen unit, which will produce all of the hot water for the building. The, the boilers will be back up for hot water for the upper zone and lower zone when the cogen is having issues and also to boost temperatures in the building. Let's back up a sec. How tall is this building again, Fred? 32 stories. And how many units? It's about 100 units. So it's a sizable building. Now tell me about these old boilers. They're fossil fuel fired, I assume. That's correct. They're old boilers, which we converted to natural gas about 10 years ago, but they're still obsolete as far as the amount of fuel being consumed for the building of that size. Okay. Now, were you able to determine how big a penalty the building was facing in 2024 and 2030 if they didn't do anything? Was that your base starting point? That was our base starting point, And we determined that the building would be fined around $140,000 per year if they fail to meet the carbon requirements for this building. Okay, now you're gonna put in a, an electric boiler, which is gonna be a backup. Walk through that briefly again, and then I, I've got some questions for you. The first thing we did is we discontinued use of one boiler, removed that boiler, because the other boiler was large enough to service the entire building. When buildings were designed 40 years ago, they really over-designed heating systems, so they were very inefficient, and oversized. So we first removed one boiler, left the other boiler in place to provide the hot water and heat for the building during the time we were doing this work. So in removing the first boiler, it gave us the space to install a new Scotch Marine boiler, which was about one third the size of the two boilers combined. And the use for this boiler is simply to make hot water because we were we used to make steam we're now no longer making steam. We're now just making hot water. So the boiler is making hot water. That hot water goes to the heat exchanger, and then that provides the hot water to heat the building and also provides domestic hot water for the building. Now, did the old system, did the boiler have to run year-round to provide domestic hot water even in the hot months? Was it one of those systems? Exactly. It worked 12 months of the year. There was no summer relief for that boiler. Oh, that's a, that's a big waste of energy right there, isn't it? Tremendous. Okay. Well, now, the new system, what heats the individual apartments? Are they radiators or heat pumps? Or how do, how do you heat and cool each apartment? They're, they're primarily heat pumps. There are some units with central HVAC units, which are heat pumps as well. 
So we have window heat pumps as well as heat pumps in the units, which are central systems. Those heat pumps use hot water in the wintertime and cold water in the summertime to produce the hot and cold air that's produced by those units. But this building was unique in that it's a two-zone building. The lower zone we handled with the new boiler. The upper zone, we did something unique in that we installed an electric boiler on the roof of the building, which has no emissions at all. And it is powered by electricity. And that electricity, which is currently generated from the building, Con Ed payments, will in the future, meaning starting in about a month or two, be coming from a cogen unit that we're installing. We're putting in a 65 kilowatt cogen system, which will make all of the hot water for the building, as well as produce electricity to run the electric boiler. Now, what was the cost of this project, Fred? It sounds like a sizable investment. It was. The building did an assessment for over $2 million. And that assessment was for multiple things in the building we wanted to do. Part of it was this cogen and boiler installation, which ran about $1.7 million. Okay. Was there any money from the government, NYSERDA, Inflation Reduction Act, the Federal Act, state city tax breaks? Were you able to bring that $1.7 million price tag down? We did. We have a $540,000 federal tax credit, which the building can use or sell. And it also has a NYSERDA application that's in, and we expect to get money from NYSERDA. We'll also get money from Con Edison because now we'll have a reverse meter. So excess energy created by the cogen will go back to Con Ed and further reduce the bills for the building. Wow. So there's a lot of money out there to defray that upfront cost, it sounds like. I think a lot of boards are not aware of that. How did you tap into that money? Do you have enough expertise personally to do that? Or did you have to have consultants researching all that stuff? I mean, the Inflation Reduction Act is a huge piece of legislation with a lot of money for these projects. How do you get your hands on that money? Well, the the federal government is giving a huge investment tax credit for these energy programs. Those credits are automatic. You just have to apply for them. The NYSERDA grant, you have to qualify with NYSERDA, and we pre-qualified with NYSERDA for this program. So NYSERDA is still calculating what they're going to give the building, but they will give the building a substantial credit. In addition to that, Con Edison has some funds available. They are few and far between, but there are funds available, so it's important for buildings to know and and pre-apply once again for Con Ed credits, which can go to the building, not just for the investment you're doing, but also for future use. We have another building that we manage where we put in a generator in the building, a 400 kilowatt generator, and Con Ed has a program with us where they're paying us when they want us to run the generator. Now, these incentives, tax breaks, credits, and so forth help defray the cost. What is the return on investment? Will this project pay for itself over time? This project has an investment return of about 25%, so that the payback will be between four and five years. Wow, that's nice, huh? It's fantastic. Well, now, uh, you know, a lot of boards are terrified of local law 97 and having to reduce their carbon emissions, but it sounds like this building is doing it and it's not a backbreaker. What's your advice to boards and management companies who are facing this challenge right now? 
I think that anyone who has not started the process now could have some serious financial repercussions. And I think it's really important to start early and complete the job as quickly as possible. We started doing conversions from fossil fuels to natural gas over 25 years ago. We were one of the first companies to recognize the savings and recognize the benefit to the environment by doing those changes. So we were a front runner in doing that process, and we've been a front runner with sustainability. A lot of it has to do with my own interest and my own educational background, so that I know a lot about sustainability and different options that are there. I talk to engineers all the time, and we have been working very closely with our engineers to file our buildings and get the best grades we can. As a matter of fact, many of our buildings have A grades already. Well, it sounds to me like you're saying, and you know, you put it in your own words, don't be afraid, but get busy. Is that the message for co-op and condo boards right now? I would say get busy and have a consultant or managing agent that understands what they're doing so that you make sure that you're properly cared for. Okay. Well, thanks so much for that. Fred Rudd from Rudd Realty, thanks for your time and thanks for your thoughts. Thank you very much.